Okay, welcome to the uh, to the weekday special with the slice. Uh, it's a little bit different today, so we got two people joining us that have not been on the podcast before, but have listened to previous podcasts um, and wanted to take part in a discussion around um, uh, who's got the best hip hop catalog of all time. So we had this last month or a couple months ago, um, and we kind of got into some good conversations about Kendrick and Kanye and Outkast and a bunch of other artists, but kind of wanted an outside perspective so that we could sit down and just kind of hash it out. Jay-Z was a big point of, uh, of, of discussion that I feel like we kind of grazed over, so I definitely want to get into that today. <laughs> but first and foremost, there is somebody that I wanted to shout out, um, somebody that was supposed to be on this podcast today that unfortunately passed away in the last couple of weeks. His name's Kadeem Johnson. Um, so we wanted to dedicate this pod- podcast to Kadeem um, and our condolences, our deep condolences to his family and friends. And anybody that knows Kadeem knows that he has been a big part of this podcast Absolutely. and he's pushed us forward and he's been there for some of our biggest podcasts like our Kanye Deep Dive. So thank you, Kadeem, for being a great friend, for somebody that's been there at, at many concerts that we've seen together. We'll be thinking of you today when we're talking about the, uh, the best hip hop catalog. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Uh, joining me today, Robinson, friend for a long time. We've been to many hip hop concerts together before. We yep. talked a lot about discographies and albums and singles. So welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you can give a little you. bit of a background, uh, who you are, what your stance is, where you're at right now. Oh man. Um, well, um, as he said, my name is Robinson. Everybody calls me Rob, Robin Hood. I'm a man with many, many AKAs, but, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm a hip hop head. I'm a sports head. Those are the two things that, uh. I guess I could talk about for days, sports, music, uh, hip-hop specifically. Um, I've studied hip-hop at a very, very high level, uh, at a university level. I feel like I've done a deep dive into the history of the music, uh, so it qualifies me to be able to speak on it. But uh, aside from Dr. that, I'm... Dr. Robinson. <laughs> Dr. Robinson. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Dr. Rob today. But uh, no, I, 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 I'm all about empowerment and uh, learning, teaching. Um, and you know, trying to make the world uh, a little bit of a better place every day at a time, but uh, we do it with music as much as we can too. So um, that's kind of where I come from, who I am, and uh, um, I'm great in the kitchen too. You want to plug Robin Wings? Do uh, it, man. Shoot, I mean, uh, Robin Wings, uh, at Robin Wings on Twitter and on Instagram, that's R-O-B-N Wings. Uh, best wings you ever have in your life, come see me and we can talk about it. There we go. So welcome to The Slice. Uh, Looking forward to hearing everything that we want to talk about today. And then also joining us today, first time on the podcast, listen to the first version of our hip-hop catalog talk, Kyle. How you doing? How you doing? Um, Love to just disagree with Dan just for (laughs) the hell of it, but um, I love hip-hop through and through. I wish I could make a bid for Nas, but he's put out too much... uh, Mm. Unfavorable albums late, later mm. in the career, but we gonna get into that later. Um, I ain't no chef, so I ain't gonna. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna try out Rob's wings, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> so, hey. uh, well, that's a good starting point. So, I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast. We talked about um, Nas. Kind of came up a little bit, but uh, as, again, he's got one of those discographies that like. There's a lot of so first of all, I'm gonna start here. Let's talk about what makes a great discography for you, because that I this is also a point of contention on the last podcast, which was, is it just a good collection of songs? Does it have to be each album is a great album? Mm-hmm. Are you allowed duds? Are you allowed to have? Do you get like a mulligan for having a couple of bad albums, 
or is it really it has to be consistent all the way through does every album have to be of quality because i think it'd be really hard pressed to find an artist that has a complete and quality discography album to album so what does a, a great discography mean to you guys um and what does that look like from you know i i assume that you guys have put some thought into this before you've come in today so mm-hmm. uh i'd love to get who's got a great discography so who comes to mind when you first hear about a great discography and then what does that actually mean to you you want to start us off doc go I, I, i'll go i'll get in um i think for me uh best like a good discography consistency consistency is key i think um also embodying hip-hop through and through um not just production gotta have bars like hot like that's a must um that's why I'll never shout the Migos. I don't care how much Billboard Awards you guys got. That second album sounds a lot like the first. It's <laughs> also but, double uh, the length. And, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So for me, I think it's it's consistency in embodying the culture. Even if, hey, you want to be experimental like Kanye and Yeezus, you still got to provide the elements of uh, why we turn you on, you know, why, like, why we con- consistently turn to your albums every Friday, uh, Friday morning or what used to be Tuesday. So uh, that's what a, a good discography for me is. Okay. Uh, for me, it's gotta be it, consistency is al- also key. Uh, you gotta have the, the, there has to be bars. There has to be consistency. There has to be a completeness of the album i don't like albums that feel scattered even if a bunch of songs are good on the album it's got to feel cohesive i think cohesiveness matters um and i think at the same time one thing that makes a good discography is the fact that you've been able to adapt to the times without necessarily completely changing who you are um or changing who your fan base is because a lot of rappers throughout their career will change their fan base instead of just growing their fan base. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep, and I guess it's more with the newer rappers, it's hard to keep your original fan base while at the same time growing um, a bigger one um, without changing so much. So I think that's part of it as well. I think people who have been able to change but still remain their core, um, that also makes for a good, uh, a, a good discography as well. But also your influence. At the end of the day, I think it comes down to influence. Um, I think how timeless an album is or how many timeless albums you have, it's definitely a telling point because, I mean, if I if I don't listen to anything from a specific album of yours ever at any point in time now, no matter how long it came out, that's not, that's not a good look. You know what I mean? Like the person oh, who I think of with the best discography, there's not a single album of, that he has that I don't still listen to at least four or five songs. Right, and that's Jay, right? Um, so for me, that's my answer. Um, I do have a bias because I do believe that Jay Z is the best rapper that we've ever had, um, in terms of everything when we look at all all factors considered. Um, behind Jay, I used to three or so, four, maybe four years ago, think that Kanye was very close. Um, I do think that his last couple of albums I have not personally been impressed with in the slightest. And as a result, he's lost me there. Last couple? I didn't like... What was the, what was the, most, the very most yeah, recent one? Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, didn't like Yay at all. Um, Life of Pablo was before Life that. of Pablo, I liked certain songs on it, but also it felt very scattered. 
it didn't feel like it felt rushed. Well, it was right? his first album that he'd ever put out that didn't feel like it had an underlying narrative. Exactly. Like, up to that everything, point, exactly. Everything, everything flowed. You knew exactly. what was coming when you listened to the first yeah. couple of tracks. Yeah. That was... And I didn't like Jesus at all. But okay. Jesus was, for me, that was the first, like, what the fuck are you doing, Kanye album. Okay. Granted... Some songs did grow on me okay. as a, as an entire album. Still, I don't I don't like it as a piece of work. That okay. was when for me Kanye started to change to the the Kanye he is now. I think that was the beginning of that transformation. And I'm not as much of a fan of that Kanye. Person aside, music as well, because before I felt like he used to be able to speak to me. Now he doesn't. Um, so that's why Kanye lost me at that point. For me, I would say Jay's number one. Um, I think until. Up until he went off his rocker, DMX was on his way to a spectacular discography. Um, he came out the gate swinging with two amazing albums, uh, followed up with two good albums still, um, but he just, obviously, the mental health and all that other stuff going on with him took him out. But I, I, I do feel those are among the people who had really strong discographies. Now, I do find the point of Kendrick interesting simply because if you count section 80 or if you don't count section 80 it changes the argument wow i think if you count section 80 that makes for a better argument in kendrick's case because then you can say section 80 is one good kid mad cities two um uh, to pimple butterflies three and and damn is four what would you say is the weakest of them yes the absolute weakest I'm very torn down the middle on this. Now, I like to pimp a butterfly for the concept of the album, what it meant as a as a message and all of that. From a totality standpoint, I don't think that it was his best work, but it was his most influential work. It was his most meaningful work. I think that Kendrick's absolute best work by far was Good Kid, Mad City. I think that is the most recent and I, I, I may change the statement at some point if I remember something different. But up until last year, it was probably the most recent classic I can remember. Um, Good Kid, Mad City was amazing. Section 80 is a, an extremely close two. An extre- you put both of them over Damn. I do. I do. I think that Damn showed a lot of growth. Um, I think that Damn, he, he, he was able to do a different thing. But Good Kid, Mad City, that, like, that album damn near changed my life. Um, no, I and can, I think, I can see that. and I can, and I can say that Good Kid, Mad City opened a world to Kendrick for me. That was like, I knew you were, I knew you were fire from Section One. You know what I mean? But Good Kid, and the way it came out, when it came out, the way that was probably the best flowing album, beginning to end, we've had since. Doctor's I can't even fantasy. Yeah, maybe. And maybe even 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 long like that was an an amazingly yeah. flowing album from from Shireen right up until the end yeah right so for me that is Kendrick's best work okay. I do think to pimp a butterfly is probably his I don't want to call it his worst but if we're gonna rank them that's where I would put it it would be number four his trajectory is interesting because I know you have an opinion on that well I was gonna say I think that like my opinion is probably why Dan invited me <laughs> well because I think um, for me personally I felt. To Pimp a Butterfly was uh, was a was a shot in an award. Uh, mm-hmm. That was him trying to be different. I'm trying to just check the facts. I'm pretty sure with um, uh, the first album, Good Kid at Mad City, yep. he loses to Malcolm Moore in the the Grammys, 
if I'm not mistaken. Album of the year or rap album, album of the year? Rap album of the year. Okay. Uh, which I think is disrespectful. Who lost to who? Malcolm. Really? Malcolm. Oh yes. I think that's the only Grammy that Kendrick has not won for for a bad, okay. best okay. rap album. Okay. Of the year. Okay. Okay. You're right. right. So you I are think right. from that from that standpoint, he goes to uh, he he goes for the artistic to the artistic route to try and grab the attention of the masses in a sense so you can't deny me it comes from a really like a super musical standpoint mm -hmm. but it kind of gets away from the kendrick that we kind of mm -hmm. listen from section 80 or even if yep. you heard k dot yeah um yep. and then even since then we haven't heard that jazz influence he was pushing so heavy mm -hmm. mind you he still gave us you know the same things that we loved in kendrick in terms of the hits in to pimp a butterfly but like Ken Kunta and yeah, I can't yeah. remember. All right and all that kind of exactly. stuff that came out. Yeah. Which yeah. didn't really quite have that jazz influence, but at the same time, it hit like a Kendrick single would. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, I would almost kind of I get the I get the the label of hating on to Pimple Butterfly, but for me personally I just it lose it loses a little luster for me because it's not Kendrick and some people say, How could you say that? Well, we haven't heard that Kendrick since. So. Fair. That's fair. I think Pimple Butterfly to me, so Good Kid, Bad City is my favorite Kendrick album. I think I... I and it's hard. Most discographies start with the with the artist's best body of work because up yeah. until that point in time, that's, yeah. that's everything that they've done up until that point in their lives has led to them putting out that debut album. So if you talk about Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, yep. talk about uh, Good Kid, Mad City, yep. College dropout, yep. whoever, whatever artist you want talk to talk about. Talk about Victory Lap. Victory Lap. You could talk about uh, Outcast's first album as well. Yep. Uh, you could like. There's so many different. Even, even Mob Deep's for oh jeez, Mob, Mob Deep's first album was yeah. Yep. Biggie, Tupac, like it's like it unanimously yeah, yeah. across the board is yeah. when you're Illmatic, when you're going into your first album. It's everything. It's the pain. It's the struggle. It's, it's everything it's, it's up the, until that you point. Give all your stories. It's it's almost like rappers want to get everything out their first album but they forget that listen there's there, there's got to be more to follow this yeah right but it's hard to not give it all your all because you're like i try to i'm trying to get on yeah right so that's it's 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 a battle but it's true like everybody's first is kind of so i mean guess to your point when it comes to um kendrick good kid mad city same thing it's his best and i think i he's he's tough to gauge right now because he's also probably one of the youngest artists like he has the youngest discography out of a lot of the artists that we're going to talk about today but he seems to be on a trajectory where he's going to put out a lot of quality work over the course of his years, at least in my opinion. And I think that To Pimp a Butterfly, while it might not be his like his um, his best album to us right now, I think that's the album that's going to have cultural resonance 20, 30 years from now because it's sure. going to be the most uh, significant or, or indicative of the times that they were going through at that point in time. From the cover to the to the style that it had, even if, it, if he never goes back to that jazz style again, Thundercat, Kamasi Washington, all the contributors to that project, that scene has grown substantially. I don't want to say because of that album exclusively, but it definitely had a play. It had a part in that, right? Flying Lotus. There's a lot of artists that contribute to that record that have now seen growth outside of um, that album that has allowed them to tour and headline their own tours, I think. I think, no, I think it'll definitely be probably, it probably will be his most timeless work. Yeah. Right? Because no matter age or what you really listen to, it hits the widest spectrum in hip, like, from a hip hop standpoint that we've heard from the West Coast, yeah, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and um, like, hey, my pet, like my my pops will listen to something like that. Yeah, the only other time I ever heard my pops kind of say he listened to hip hop, and that's the last Gambino album, 
which is oh, not Kala? really hip hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Prince yeah. record. Yeah. Exactly. As a I love, hip-hop but at album. the same time, mm-hmm. it ain't rap. So, I think yes, it might. It probably will be the most timely. Yeah. I think one thing that I did want to come back and ask Rob though, mm. because. Magna Carta was kind of dragged through the mud in that first mm-hmm. our pregame, <laughs> in the, in the, in the, our pregame yeah. talks, yeah. But uh, well, I'm talking from the last, oh, the, the first, first podcast, podcast too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It says it's weakest. What is? What do you just like? What do you have to say about um, them to say Jay's discography is tainted by weaker albums like Magna Carta or Reasonable, not Reasonable Doubt, um, Kingdom Come? So. Uh, one thing I will say is Kingdom Come was my least favorite Jay Z album. Um, Disappointing. It was. It was. <laughs> well, it was my least favorite Jay Z album until a little while ago. It did grow on me. I hated it. I really did hate it at first. Um, but it grew on me with things like Minority Poor and um, um, uh, Lost Prelude, One Beach Chair. Lost One. So yeah. I, I just didn't like it because it was yo. This is a comeback, mm-hmm. right? Now, though, I will say after a lot of maturation that my least favorite may, might be Blueprint 3 um, because Blueprint 3 was pretty just hit heavy. You had, you had uh, Exactly. It was his collab album. So yeah. I'd say that's probably his worst. Now, when it comes to tainted discographies, I don't believe there is such thing because... Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. A discography can be tainted, but I don't believe one or two out of 11, 12 bodies of work is, is tainting it. Because nobody's discography is perfect. Everybody's discography has blemishes. So if we're going to put, like, there's no blemishless discography. So that's one. If we're going to now talk about the percentage in which you've put out albums and how many of them are blemishes, Jay-Z has a, not, no collabs, no, um, like, MTV Unplugged, 11. So do you consider Rock with Familia a Jay-Z album? That is a Jay-Z album. Okay. That was a studio Jay-Z album. Watch right? Throne? Hmm? 13, 13. 13. Watch 13, the throne. No watch the throne. No watch the throne. I don't. I, I don't. I don't count watch the throne in my arguments typically. Okay. But it only helps it. It doesn't hurt it. Okay. Um. If at you all. Count it, it's fourteen studio albums. If you count so there you go. And then so, streets is watching. It's not a part of that. It was a soundtrack. Okay. I can't conclude it, but that okay. was heavy. <laughs> no, for sure. So for sure. within those fourteen albums, we're gonna call these are the ones I'll call blemishes. I'll call blueprint three a blemish. I'll call. Magna Carta, a blemish of sorts. Okay. Because it maybe wasn't his best version of self, but this was his transformation into kind of being like, I'm a different J. I speak about different things. I'm a different person. You want my old shit. Literally, it's there for you. But I think that was kind of where he did a little bit of a different thing. But like I said, that those would probably be the lowest points of his albums. Now, no blueprint two. Blueprint two. two is now, great blueprint two, l- two, two or two point no, 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 one. No, 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 no. Also... Two point one isn't a real Bible. No, no. Two point okay. one was 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 two, the okay. double disc, the OG. So the problem with blueprint blueprint two only had one problem. It was too long. It should have been one album. If blueprint two was a single disc and they got rid of the garbage, that would have been one of Jay Z's top four albums. So do you agree with? I'm just gonna. I, I just mm-hmm. want to ask because two point one tried to do that. Yes. Is it that you don't agree with the songs that were selected for two point one? Or is it that you didn't I just like did, it? I as didn't it. respect two point one as an entire project because it was a remix. Like so many of the other songs were already on it. He just redid a couple. He added a remix here and there. It was cool. It was a good money thing, but I wouldn't consider that. A, like, had he taken Blueprint Two as it was and literally taken out like uh, "Show Me What You Got" and the song with Sean Paul and some of that other stuff, mm-hmm. and he made it a one disc album, 
if you keep stuff like the dream, I did it my way. Um, somehow, keep, some way. Somehow, some way. The bounce, whole Vito, the bounce, stuff, right? Yeah. You keep stuff like that. You make it 14 songs. Too, popping yeah. tags. Jesus. Yeah. You yeah. keep stuff like that. It's, it's it's one of JC's best albums. So I won't put it down there. Okay. It, it, it's toward the middle bottom because of the fact that it was. The double album. Exactly. Yeah. Now, my top five changes all the time. Okay. When it comes to J albums. Today, the top five in no particular order is Reasonable Doubt. Uh, American Gangster, yep. Blueprint, Volume One, okay, and Black Album, okay. Now, my favorite today that does also change every day usually alternates between Reasonable Doubt and Volume One. Volume One has a little bit of a blemish in itself as an album because of the stupid tracks that Puffy did. Um, Shiny suit. <laughs> right? Had not been for those two songs, Volume 1 would have arguably been my favorite Jay-Z album, No Contest. Because you have the intro, Million and One Questions. You have uh, Friend of Foe, uh, 98 was on that. You have Streets is Watching. You have Where I'm From, Jesus Christ. It, this is That was like the hardest version of Jay no, sure. in Volume 1. So for me, Jay-Z, 2 out of 14 is not bad. Okay. So... From a model of consistency, platinum every single album, which, whatever, once you kind of go platinum after a couple, you're going to automatically go platinum forever. Fair. From a single standpoint, he wasn't number one single rocking like Drake and shit like that, but that wasn't his game. Jay-Z made complete albums. And hip-hop was also in a very different place where it wasn't... Exactly. It wasn't pop music. It was still... But at the same time, Jay-Z changed hip-hop in a lot of different ways. So, I mean, nobody's been as consistent. Nobody... And... Nas was a, like I didn't like Nas during the beef mm-hmm. because I was such a J fan, but eventually I became a huge Nas fan. Yeah, and I felt at one point when Nas dropped "Life Is Good," mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, Nas might have aged better than Jay has." Mm-hmm. And then Jay dropped um, uh, "444." Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Okay, changed my mind." But Nas was Nas didn't have as many highs or as many lows as Jay did. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Nas didn't have super highs and super lows. His highs were um, Illmatic. Illmatic. And greatest, considered one of the greatest exactly. albums of all time, if not and, one of the greatest. And that, and that wasn't even as much of a high that he got because that was seen later on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then what? Stillmatic. Yeah. Right? Those are his real highs. But his lows were really low. Nostradamus. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Jay never had lows that low. But his highs... Hey, hold on. Do you really think Nas's lows are that low? Or is it because he didn't change to what the game was given? Because like, even let's and say... That's what I'm saying. I don't even think Nas's lows were that low. Oh, okay. I think that Jay may, might have had a lower low than Nas. But he had far too many, like way... Like his, his, his medium is unfortunately where Nas's height was for most of his career. In terms of a consist from a consistency standpoint, well, even right? influence and, and exactly everything like, Jay, like that, yeah. Like people can't see what I'm doing, but Jay stayed here, right? A little bit of this, whereas Nas was kind of, you know, he, Ups he and was downs, sporadic, yeah, exactly. And I think that's where the consistency um, part of the argument is for me on Nas. Jay to me, so I want to, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit more. So okay. when you talk about Jay Z, when I think about Jay Z, growing up, he was my favorite rapper up until. Black album, I'd say. Kingdom Come, I liked it when it came out. It's aged better. Mm-hmm. As you kind of, I think, grow with that album, you understand that you weren't going to get 
while Jay Z retired, it almost is like he retired the style that he had up exactly. until that point. Yeah. And then there's almost like a two. It's like it's like a second half of his career. Yeah. So it's almost like he came back as Sean Carter. If you if you never told somebody and never gave them dates as to when Kingdom Come came out after Black Album. I'm pretty sure that person would see the divide and be like, did he take a break? Like, is there something in between here that changed? Yeah. That, to me, it still stands out to me, but I'm not as critical of it as I was when I was younger because I still wanted what he was doing on Black Album. Mm -hmm. I think American Gangster is one of his best records, and it came out in the second half of his career. I think Mm -hmm. 444 is one of his best records. Mm -hmm. The only thing that, that holds me back from thinking that he has the greatest discography is that he's got... His albums very much feel like a great collection of songs, but they don't always tell that that story throughout every single one of them that some of the better discographies, in my opinion, do. So he's got high points on those albums, and mm-hmm. you said it yourself, you said five, six songs that you can go back to on every single one of his albums, mm-hmm. but that also leaves maybe five or six songs that aren't as memorable on each of those albums. So when I think about Collective Body of Work, I'm thinking, take one album, say, this is great, you know, there's one skippable song mm-hmm. on this or a song I don't enjoy as much. I feel like with Jay, he has those those like transcendent heights of where I'm from. Mm-hmm. He's got you know Allure. devils. Yeah, he's got allure. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got encore. He's got what can more I can live? I say? Yep. Can I live? Every single one of his albums has a pivotal Jay Z song or multiple pivotal Jay Z songs. But with that comes, a, a, I'm not going to say like a, a the opposite of that, but there's a low that almost mirrors the height of which he reaches on each of those albums, in my opinion. That's just that's just for me. See, I think people I think people besmeach the name of Jay's name through comments like that because they don't like I when I hear that, I oh, when I hear that, I see Jay more as a chameleon. Like when mm-hmm. I when you look at Magna Carta, that's very close to what the masses was putting out in terms mm-hmm. of music. Right? Not very not content heavy. But at the same, like, but he's still giving you Jay Z bars, mm-hmm. right? The the hooks, the hooks and the courses are a lot more repetitive. But that's what the music was at that time. But he still gave you Jay Z in that time. Mm-hmm. As now, there's people that can push him lyrically in today's landscape, i.e., the Kendricks, the Coles, that's giving you lyrical content. Four forty four is perfectly placed. But if we went, if you tried to give you that back when Magna Carta came out. I don't know if the masses is like they might have said I don't know I don't know if I'm listening to this old nigga. You know what? I I honestly I very much agree with that because when you think about it, I mean I've always thought of Jay as a chameleon mm. in a sense as well. But for that specific time in that album, you're absolutely right. And that's and I think that's the problem with Nas because Nas has always stayed consistent in terms of his bars. Sometimes his production isn't there. And mm-hmm. some his, produ- his production that, consistently isn't there. I think I can, I, that's what's I really tainted his discography. Yeah. 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 His production's never been. And he's reached heights again. Life is good. You brought yeah. it up earlier. Hip hop is dead. When he started to get like like A class hip hop producers, yeah. there's some great Nas records out there that just they're past his prime or what mm-hmm. his perceived prime was. Nobody's going to go and compare hip hop is dead to to an earlier album like I Am or Nostradamus because he didn't have the resources that he had when he yeah. made some of his more recent records. Right? Now, and that's another thing. As a Jay fan, I guess this works in his favor and against him. But it's against him because it's like, yo, Jay-Z had the best beats. I don't care what anybody says. No. Jay-Z had better beats than anybody that has ever rapped. 100%. From Timberland, Pharrell, Connie. He got those guys' best beats. Yeah. Just Blaze, Ninth Wonder, No ID. He got these guys' yeah. best beats. Yeah. 
granted, he got his those best beats because he was who he was. Yeah. And he showed out on all of them. There's nobody who we can say consistently across platforms made all these producers, all these executives as much money as Jay-Z made from the standpoint of the fact that he could, he was that versatile. He could be on a Ninth Wonder beat and three tracks later, he's on a Kanye beat and then he's on a Just Blaze beat for shits and giggles. You know what I mean? So I think that people can say it hurt him because it's like, oh, well, he had great beats. But it's like, well, these beats were given to him because he was great. That's my counter argument. And I think, I think for me, Jay-Z... He's still amongst top three for me, rappers of all time. Yeah. I don't know if I still consider his discography a reflection of that. I think the person transcends the the body of work that he's put out for me. Just just for me personally. That's just my mm. opinion on the matter. But everything that you're talking about are the peripherals, who he is, his status, yep. Yep. what it meant to be able to give Jay-Z a beat. Cole talks about it early yeah, on in his career, exactly. too. Exactly. He went to Jay-Z. He didn't go to Nas. He didn't go to anybody else. Exactly. He went to Jay-Z and tried to hand him his, his, his demo tape yeah. so that he would get on there. And that still happens now. People still... Try to get Jay. Yeah, they try to get Jay. At the end of the day, you look at what he's done. His resume, uh, like you said, the person speaks volumes. Yeah. Let's, be, let's, be, let's be honest. This, he, he's the one that taught these guys the business model. And they st- a lot of these motherfuckers still aren't following it. But yeah. at the end of the day, he showed these guys, yo, listen, get your money, go independent, get a little distribution deal of sorts yeah like he literally paved the way and i think jay-z is the greatest hip-hop mind we've ever had i think yeah, that is for never, sure that is never going to be a question no he's number one when it comes to hip-hop minds but i think that when it comes to the discography for me personally there is no jay album that i can say now that i'm an adult has not resonated with at least one period of my life okay there's Magna Carta probably resonates a little bit less because I'm not fucking filthy rich with a Picasso and fucking Basquiat's and shit. That's what, a, that's what a lot of that yeah. album was, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's what a lot of that sure. album was. That's probably the album I relate to the least because I'm not a rich nigga like that yet, yeah, right? But point. exactly, but there's a I relate to volume one like a motherfucker, you know what I mean? That's 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 my history. That's what exactly that's that's why that's that's why I am that's where I come from. That's why Reasonable Doubt will always have a place in my heart because that 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 taught me like fun fun fact the day i became a real jay-z fan was i was um 11 years old i guess 2001 um blueprint came out okay i was spending summer at my older cousin my my cousin's crib um in scarborough this was when i like i was still in scarborough but uh they were like in a different neighborhood so i was spending summers there and they had a boombox out in the yard we used to play ball in front of their crib all the time and that was the same summer that where the party at came out by jagged edge Okay, so these guys have been playing. My older cousins were playing H to the Izzo on repeat for like an like half an hour, and I go out. I'm already outside, so I go out and I change it to where the party at off the boombox because I'm like, like why are these guys like it's the same song, but like these guys at the time they're probably 17, 18. H to the Izzo came out. This is like this is God MC for them. You know what I mean? So I change it, and one of my older cousins, his his boy, picks me up, throws me in a bush. Yeah, take off your head. Threw me in a bush and I was livid. I was pissed. Try to come out and fight him, blah blah blah. But after literally, I sat there and reflected later on, like, why the fuck? Like, what's so great about this guy that I got thrown in a bush for changing the track? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I literally, I was like, all right, let me let me start listening. Of course. So Blueprint was. I had heard Jay Z songs prior to that, of course, but Blueprint was kind of was. I was like, oh shit, let me go take this guy in. And then I went back at 11 years old, mind you. I'm taking in, you know, all all this music, but. It was speaking to me regardless. And uh, I guess that's the thing, too, with Jay. I have a personal connection. But when we when we talk numbers, when we talk facts, when we talk... Music is very subjective because it's, it's subjective. Music is not like sport. 
support their numbers to, that you can quantify to say this is what yeah. exactly yeah. whereas with music you know awards aren't, aren't always indicative and, and, and sales aren't always indicative but when it comes to the things that are indicative of a great career jay there's none that jay-z has not excelled in some that he maybe hasn't excelled as high as other people but he's excelled in every area in yep. hip-hop there's no area in hip-hop that. in which he's not been at least a b plus performer no category can you say that about so i think from that perspective nobody else has as consistent a grade in everything that we look at for hip-hop and that's the reason why i think his discography is the most consistent before the last album you don't think you could throw eminem in there oh man my opinion on eminem a lot of people are not gonna like but i think that eminem is wildly overrated wow at this point in time at this point in time five years ago i wouldn't have made this statement sorry 10 years ago i would not have made this statement the reason why i say that is eminem has not aged well in the slightest none of his work has aged well the reason being when eminem was hot when eminem was making music eminem was troubled eminem was going through stuff whatever whatever we were teenagers at that time going through very similar shit we were angry. We were, some of us were depressed. We didn't know it. We were going through God knows what. This is music that resonated with us. The world in general at that kind of time was a little weird. People were understanding how, how sick people could be in music and stuff like that. And Eminem was kind of taking that and running with it. So lyrically, Eminem is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I'll never take that away from him, right? He made amazing music. He did make great music, but for a time. None of you can be serious and tell me that you've listened to an Eminem song no. or Bodies of Work as recently as any other artist that we've brought up or no. that we will talk about. No, no. You cannot. No, no. He's Eminem a great, has not aged well at all. He's a think, great technical rapper. Like exactly. He has the technical skill to be able to rap his ass. I'll never exactly. take that away from Eminem. And he's exactly. done it and he's shown that he can still do it. But it doesn't mean that he resonates in the same way. He had a yeah. lot of shock value, to your exactly. point. Exactly. He had shock value uh, at that point in the culture. There wasn't music the way that we consume it now, where every yeah. week you can listen to a new artist. He was a fringe artist that came in in an industry that was like, who's this crazy white dude yeah. from Detroit coming in and rapping? Exactly. And, and, and like rapping circles rapping, around a real. lot of people. Rapping. And the thing is, the cosign. The On Dre Beats, yeah. Right? And you have Dre Beats. But at the same time, I think... If you really look at the albums, he's giving you five solid out of what eight. Like that's still not how many a bad classics? Rate. Does, how many classics does? How many classic albums does Eminem have? I you could argue three. Some may give him four. As so Mark Mathers, Slim Shady, Encore. That's all I'm giving him. And and and. That's all I'm giving him. I don't know if I can give him anything after relapse. There's recovery not or a chance. No. And even one Eminem of those show? three is Eminem show. Okay. Yeah. Eminem show, that. Marshall Mathers, Encore, Slim and Shady. Slim Shady. One of them got to go. Maybe Encore. Wait, really? Encore. You Encore. don't have to force one out, though. How would you give the man the credit? You know what? At the time, okay. The, the, the only reason why I say that is because one of the aspects of being a, ti- a classic album is being timeless. I think that you don't have to be... If you're timeless, doesn't make you a classic... But in order to be a classic, you do have to have some aspect of being timeless. I also think it needs to... So in my opinion, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with Robinson here, but you have to... An album should put you in the time that it was made, but it should also resonate into the future of when you're currently listening to that album. If an album can bring you back to a time, it's probably a, a great album of that time. It's, a, it's, a, it's an album in that it brings you 
some perspective that maybe you can't appreciate right now, but it also should be timeless in that you're able to listen to it and still appreciate the nuance of what that record does, exactly. even now to this day. And I think that Eminem is more so the former rather than the yeah. latter. You can yeah. go back and you can understand what hip-hop was in 2001. I don't think it sets the stage for somebody that's coming in and listening to hip-hop for the first time in 2019. They're going to go, all right, but well, this, like, how does this relate to me now? Well, so, how does this well, relate to music now? This you know conversation I mean? is for the hip-hop heads, right? Yeah. So you have to, like, just the critical acclaim that it came with is what brought me to Eminem. Not okay. that I'm a big Eminem okay. fan, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got to give... Give him respect. Give him his due. Yeah, yeah. Of course, out of respect in in the research point of view. Now, like if you, the way that I looked at it was just like, okay, let's say you take like before Kanye's last two albums, mm-hmm. right? And I know you're a big Yeezus fan, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you, mm-hmm. what was Kanye's worst album? Before I, the last two albums, before the, like without Pablo and Ye, right? Let me just throw it out. Let me help oh, you out. Man. Uh, some people may say late registration, crazy, right? So I get it. Gonna, I get well, it. What are you gonna give it to? You gonna you, say college dropout? No. Exactly. So I know, I, I know what, what I'm saying. What do you say? No, no. I'm gonna wait for you to answer. Because you probably know what I would say too. And I, people hate when I give this answer. I agree with Doctor Rob because I I do not like Jesus, right? I but think, I can appreciate Jesus. I think 808s is his worst album. Thank you. But 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 there's a caveat <laughs> next to that. It's also <laughs> potentially his most influential album. Fair. Because you listen to what we have now. There is no, there is nobody, nobody can, can convince they me they that, didn't get it from that it didn't happen from 808s and Heartbreak. In my opinion, Drake's entire career is indebted to what 808s and Heartbreak set the stage that allowed artists like I'm not, I'm not gonna say Cuddy's indebted to him, but Cuddy and Kanye created the soundscape Travis. for Travis, for Lil Uzi Vert, all the all True. for all everyone is popping right Lil Yachty, Kanye. fucking Minnesota, yeah, the yeah. shit that I was listening to the other day. All that stuff exists. Auto tune. Those are all Kanye's songs. It's utilized in a way because of or eight oh eight songs of what yeah. Kanye set the stage for. Yeah. But at the same time, it can still be his worst album. Because and it can be his worst album because as a collect as a piece of work, it was not. It's not. It's not Dark Twisted. It's it's so far away from no, Dark Twisted that, Fantasy. That, that's his best work. It's not as polished as Late Registration. It's not as raw and lyrical as College Dropout. Exactly. And it's not as 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 radio friendly and transcendent as Graduation was in two thousand seven. Now I agree with every single thing you just said. Now the one thing I'll say is Late Registration is the only one that I would ever put on. Any day close to 808s. 808s for me is definitely at the bottom by far. Well, I mean, obviously, if we don't include Jesus, Jesus is dead last because the last <laughs> the last two didn't happen. Jesus is dead last. And in terms then, of your favorite, in terms of what you think is his worst album, in terms of his worst, the yeah. last two, like I said, completely wiped out of my memory. Okay, let's say Jesus is his last album. Okay, that is his worst to me. Okay, then above Jesus, I would have to put Late Registration in. Sorry, 808s. Okay. And then I would have to put late registration in that spot. Followed by then. Well, I'm going to have to go graduation, college, drop all my beautiful dark twisted fantasies, number okay. one. So, Can we unanimously agree? I like getting this out of the conversation every single time. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy is Kanye's best album. Yeah, 100%. Yes. We got that yes. out of the way? Yeah, yeah. It's college not my favorite. College, number tr- college drop is my favorite. But, like, but dark, dark twisted fantasy is what it is. I remember me and you going... Ape shit to that album. I remember I was going crazy to um, the uh, Good Fridays, Christian Dior, Denim Flow, all that shit. That that was there is nothing. There's nothing that will ever match the lead up to that album. The rebound from from what happened with Taylor Swift yep. and the Nobody VMA incident. Like, there's nothing. Like, you know, Pusha being on like that, that album, fam, coming out of nowhere. The reason like, why that will forever always be an album that will always be tied to my life is that was, the album came around the time my daughter was born. So 
I'm listening to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I'm like, yo, this is. And then literally a couple of weeks later, like or a couple uh, like a month or so later, my daughter was born. So it was like that was a soundtrack yeah, yeah, to my yeah, life yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, no, so you know what I mean. So I always remember. You can't it. disassociate those two things ever. ever. Right. My, yeah. One of my favorite songs, period, is gorgeous. Gorgeous yeah. is gorgeous. Literally, like yeah. as the song says, like it's an amazing song. That whole album. But college dropout was a different feel to me. And college dropout for me is, it's almost like Kanye speaking to his current self now and it's like he's just not hearing him yeah. because college dropout was almost Kanye saying don't be this person don't ever turn into and this person, person and he literally turned into exact on never let me down he says grandma I ain't never gonna let them change me and yeah. you know and Kanye had a lot of shit happen to him and anybody who had what happened to him with his with his grandmother then his mother and losing his girl all that stuff happened and Taylor Swift downs like I, I get it I understand it but I mean, it, it it took away from who he was. It took away from the creativity. It took a, it, it gave him a different sense of creativity, and I, I I didn't appreciate that because I fell in love with that Kanye. I just fell in love with you know like with Yay with with with, with Last Call Yay. You know you know uh, you know mayonnaise colored whips. The, you know the, the, Kanye, the punchlines. Does the Kanye of today right now make you feel the way you feel about the last two albums? Does it does it hurt? It ta- the the person the person has tainted the music for me. Unfortunately, the person has tainted the music. But even so, when I do put it aside, because I'm always able to do that regardless. Um, I've been able to do that with Game his whole career because I've never liked Game wow. as a person. Game is he's one of the pettiest. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the yeah. pettiest yeah. human. Yeah. Like, sure. he, well, look at Fifth. Fifth gets at everybody. That's what I'm yeah. saying, right? Right. But <laughs> right, from a music standpoint, from, yeah. I've always been able to respect Game because fuck, as 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 cornball goofy as he may sometimes be, he's an amazing rapper. Yeah, right, for sure. he's always had that talent. Had so bars. with Kanye, I've been able to disassociate that. But even with those disassociating that, I haven't enjoyed the music because you can't. Dis- in my opinion, Kanye is one of the few artists that they are. Their his music and who he is as a person is weaved into one another. You can't separate the artist because the artist is what allows him to make the music that he does. Yeah. My dark, beautiful, my dark twisted fantasy mm-hmm. is a direct result of who he is as a person. He's never created an album that's been disassociated from his persona. Therefore, you can't remove his persona from his music. Because it's, it's very so. much that yep. he's acknowledging his own faults. You think, think of a song like Runaway. Mm-hmm. It's about how he's an asshole. What do we mm-hmm. all know about Kanye West? He's an asshole. That's mm-hmm. the persona that he portrays. doesn't mean that he can't make a, music, a, a great song about being an asshole, but it does mean that you can't remove that element of it. You have to acknowledge that he's an asshole mm-hmm. to appreciate the genius behind why he can make a song like Runaway. Yeah. And I don't think you can ever remove those two from one another. For me, he's it. For me, his persona sucks. Like some of the stuff that he's done over the course of the last couple of years has left a very bad taste in my mouth, and has pushed me on the brink of whether I still want to listen to Kanye West or whether I wanted to listen to Ye. But at the end of the day, very similar to you, Robinson. Like mm-hmm. I grew up listening to the College Dropout. He was one of the first artists I ever listened to. It's going to take one of the first a albums lot. I bought. Yeah, it's. It, it, I remember watching the Chris Milk version of the Jesus Walks video, and then mm-hmm. seeing all those other videos that came out after the anthology series. Watching him rap with Talib Kweli, and like him and just going wild in clubs, and just being who Kanye West is, just with a lot less money and no mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian <laughs> next to him. But he still, he still is an extension of that. I just think he has the platform now to be able to be so much more impactful. And for him, he hasn't realized that when you wear a MAGA hat, when you do whatever it is that 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 is gonna have an influence on a young generation of people that have grown up and followed you. I'm 27 years old. I can make an opinion for myself. I know what's right and what's not wrong in this world or what's wrong in the world. 
a 15 year old listening to Kanye West that's going out and lining up for Yeezys and sees him wearing a mega hat doesn't understand the impact. And I don't think conversely Kanye understands the impact that he has on the, on the universe around him, but remove that aside from it. I don't, I don't think he is a good album. I just think it's still, it's who he is now. Like he, he, he's at a point now where he puts out whatever he feels like, whether it's polished or not. Cause that's, that's essentially what he is. He's, he's, he's a consumer of his own shit now. Like that's exactly what, what Kanye West has kind of become. And Pablo, I'm, I'm a little bit less harsh on now too. I feel like it's, it's sporadic and it's all over the place, but I actually think it's very similar to a Jay-Z album in that when it, when it, like when it flies, it soars. Like songs yeah. like Wolves, uh, Ultra Light Beam, like 30 Hours, uh, the song with Kendrick Lamar, Normal Parties in LA. Yeah. Like it has huge heights, but there's just a lot of filler. Normal Parties in LA was fantastic. It's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. For me, I, was, I will reluctantly give Kanye best discography. Okay. Reason being, I still think consist like the consistency is there. Even if you you look at Ye, as much as you may not like kind of where he is right now, it still has all the elements of a Kanye album that you could love, i.e. the production. Because that's really where he first brought us in. The bars is there if you look for it, but it's not it doesn't speak to us because he's in a different place. Now at the same time, I feel like trying to create a product that everybody loves almost drove the man crazy. And then when he gets to the top of the mountain with Dark Twisted, because you kind of even seen him like almost spinning the gears too hard for graduation, but at the same time, he killed it with graduation. Mm-hmm, he found mm-hmm. that. Like with graduation, that changed how people tour and how make they make music for tours and and trying to rock a stadium. Did That's, you go to the glow in the dark time? I did not, and it's a big regret, but at the same time, I see the impact it has, and I see how, tour, like, you look at what Travis Scott's doing right now, and or even Drake as a performers, that's yay from graduation, putting yeah, on a he's show a visionary for when folks. Because even yeah. before that, people would say, yo, Jay, one of the best performers. But Jay don't do a whole lot on the stage. Yeah. But the impact of the delivery exactly. and being true to self, that's why you go to a Jay concert. And even when he was beside Ye jumping on stage, yeah. it still was. Yeah. like They were still their own individuals, and they rocked the show together, even though there are two different mm-hmm. contrasts. But at the same time, I'll still give it to Ye because... At the end of the day, okay, let's say you don't like Ye. Or for you, you don't like Yeezus. No. At the end of the day, that's maybe the same one, two albums on Jay's discography you don't like. Mm -hmm. But the hit for Kanye is a lot stronger, I think, than any Jay album in terms of like modern day acclaim. Because at the same time, Jay gets the claim because he's Jay. And mm. although he's my favorite rapper, he's mm. always been my favorite rapper. Reasonable Doubt is my favorite album and never mm. changes. Mm. Blueprint two close. I mean, Blueprint 1, close second. I still think the heights that Kanye got to, I think, I don't even think he's trying to put out another Dark Twisted. I think at this point, like, Life of Pablo, let me just put out this heat because I've been sitting on it. Yeah. And I, he's all that. He's like, Ye's on that. I can't keep my ideas to myself and all yeah. this kind of stuff. I create to put it out. And so, he did so, say it after Dark Horse Fantasy. He did say, I, I hit perfect. I can't make perfect again. Like, yeah. or he didn't and say exactly that, but the idea was like. I think, I think that I agree with you in the sense that that was one of the closest to perfect albums we've had in a very, very long time. My Beautiful Dark Horse Fantasy. But I don't think that... I think the drop-off from Kanye's best to his second... Now, the drop-off from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy to College Dropout is not huge. It's not huge. But I do think that when it comes to Critical Acclaim, there is 
two J. There are two Jay Z albums that I think changed the game entirely. Volume two, Hard Knock Life, was an absolute game changer for hip hop. It was a. It was a. That's the first one got stolen. Right. It was <laughs> a ga- like yeah. crazy, but. Hard Knock Life changed Jay-Z's life. It changed hip-hop, period. That was when the sample game changed out of this world. That was when delivery and the weight, things we were doing. He had, he had money in the thing. He had Snoop on the album. He had Ja, Money Cash Hoes, DMX. And that's the thing with Jay that I'll give him his credit for. When Jay was coming out, Jay wasn't rapping with little dogs. He was going with the hardest. He was putting them on his songs. He was going on their songs. And they were rapping it out. There was never... And he backed down. And people can say all they want about M killing John Renegade. I've never agreed with the statement, personally. I think he had a lot of shock value on the verse. But if you listen to what Jay's saying, like, people people remember Jay's verses a lot. You remember the impact of Eminem's verses. And you remember people just saying Eminem killed Jay, but it was kind of like folklore. You know what I mean? But when it comes to what Jay has been able to do from a consistent... Kanye's put out how many albums? Six? Mm, when you don't count eight, the last two. Nine now. Sorry, sorry. We're going to count the last two. Yeah. Nine. To have, let's call two misses out of nine is a higher miss rate than Jay's two out of 14. Some people said three. Even so, still better percentages, right? Now, now, from a percentage standpoint, that's the sports in me coming out. Now, that being said, I think Kanye's lows are much, much lower than Jay's lows. Uh, In which way? If we're talking, if we're talking yay, if we're talking Life of Pablo, if we're talking Yeezus, I don't think that Blueprint 3, Kingdom Come, and or or Magna, Magna Carta. Carter are collectively those three, those bottom three. I think Jay's bottom three has much more listenable songs than Connie's bottom three. In today's landscape, I don't know if I agree. In today's landscape, because 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 uh, life of cause just because of life of Pablo, that's fair. Right? Because like, life, yeah, life of, Jesus, I, I'll give you that, mm-hmm. right? And even Jesus, I'm gonna weigh in on Jesus in a second. And, and even Jesus has like it the has world loves the, the, the world loves Jesus. I like for me personally, I only like the last five tracks, right? Okay. I like I'm in it, and that's that's my favorite song on that album. But yeah. at the same time, I. I still think overall Kanye more more consistent top to bottom. Like now, the other thing that I don't usually like bringing to the argument, but I have to, I have to is toward the end, not the middle of Kanye's career. A lot of his albums became collections of not just himself. There was a lot of people working on the albums. There's a lot of people helping. There's a lot of people in the building. But the as only a man who loves to give credit where credit's due, a man that says. Uh, a man like Young Jeezy's voice is an instrument. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, and the so, thing is, I that that doesn't. It's not necessarily taking. Away from, it's not necessarily taking away from him. But at the same time, what it is saying is that some of his strongest work has been assisted by others, right? And you can't say the same to, for, from a perspective of Jay, with the exception of production. I absolutely S- think you can, though. Of course, because if you look at some but of the thing the, is that's the thing with Kanye. He he the same kind of. Quality beats that Kanye made for Jay, he made for himself. So Kanye already had production. They both have, the let's say, equal production. Okay? From a production standpoint, that's one-third of the music. Say, sure. But when it comes to the, the composition, the putting the song together, the lyrics, the words of the song, Kanye has, has had more... He has assists, yeah. He, he's had more assists. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, scoring scoring 50... 
on buckets that you had to make on your own as opposed to scoring 40 and getting a bunch of alley-oops, I think that it does change things because Jay-Z has always been a one-man machine. This is, this is all coming from one person. All this quality is coming from one person, for the most part. Obviously, he stays he's had... in his pocket, though. He, it would Jay safe. But that's the and thing. That's why he but, safe. but that's the thing. I don't think that... I think that being safe has been something that in the new generation has been seen as a knock, but it's like, why Why am I going to go to another realm if I don't belong there? And I know that th- in the realm that I'm in, like, I'm, I make chicken wings, my nigga. I'm not about to start going making quesadillas. I mean, if I'm really, really good at it, sure. But at the same time, Jay, if we're talking hip-hop, that's why he has the most consistent hip-hop category because a lot of what did make... A lot of what has made Kanye transcend to different realms that Jay-Z never desired to go was the pop stuff. That's why, obviously, none of this conversation has ever mentioned Drake. Because Drake is, one, pop star, R&B, and hip-hop. And two, Drake is, since the beginning, a collection of... Take Care is Drake's best work. That is half the Weekend's album. That is the Weekend's album. If we're we're calling a spade a spade. Now, with that being said, you have to judge Kanye's pieces of work with the same lens and it's not even his earlier work it's it's the later stuff so i think that does take away a little bit from him um i think as a rapper and a songwriter maybe as a, as a composer and as somebody that crafts exactly, albums exactly which it is doesn't. what we're talking about when it comes to discographies i still think kanye has the vision to create at least again this is just it's, it's all opinion but for me when he crafts an album i think he has a more critical and i think he has a a, a wider spectrum of what he'll pull from to be able to utilize, to your point, voices and and understand them as instruments. So using he uses Bonnie Vera as an instrument. He's mm-hmm. on his last three albums. All the time. You don't even know that he's on those albums. But if you go and listen to you know breakdowns or if you listen to the stems of those tracks, Kanye does something that I'm not even specify Jay Z that 95 percent of people don't have the vision to be able to even Absolutely. understand is there, yeah. and something that you have the ability to unlock. So he's a genius. As a ra- he a is a genius. As right? a rapper, yes, I think his hungriest and his best days were on College Dropout when he still probably had help from No ID and from Common and mm-hmm. a lot of the 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 the, the Chicago uh, hip hop scene that he grew up around. But when it comes to album composition and crafting and sequencing and mixing mm-hmm. and production and mm-hmm. being able to utilize and have Raekwon on a song like Gorgeous and understand that Raekwon's probably going to kill you on your own track. Mm-hmm. But if you know that he's going to kill you on your own track, you don't try to go toe-to-toe with Raekwon. You use Raekwon to build up exactly. the parts of your track that aren't necessarily pulling their weight lyrically. Mm-hmm. That takes something different to do. And I don't know if Jay-Z has that same skill to be able to do that. Because Jay-Z will try to out-rap everybody that he that will appear on his album because he can. Mm-hmm. Kanye knows he can't. And so he has but, to just and exactly. use people in a different way. And that's how I think that gives... And that's why as a composer, yeah, I think Kanye is the greatest... If not the greatest composer of our time, of music in general, from a genius mind, from the way he puts together a project. So that does work to his benefit, of course. But I think that if we're talking about as a rapper, mm-hmm. I can't give it to anybody but Jay. But as a complete package, transcending just rap, yeah. it, the, the, the crown belongs to you. And I will, I will gladly, because the fact that he is as intricate of a producer as he is, um, the fact that he may not be, that's another thing with Jay that I think. Some people forget to give him his credit for. Forget music that he's made for himself. He's a great songwriter for a lot of other people. Yeah, he's written right? for Dre. He's written he, for... He wrote yeah. Dre's biggest hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like... Jay, and and, and that's, that's who he is. And I think as a songwriter, that's what 
makes me value him a little bit more because if Kanye never wrote a rap in his life, I think that he would still be successful as uh, yeah. not as successful as he is as a rapper, of course, yeah. that put his put him out there in a different way. But Kanye was able to make impact. He changed music with being a producer like this can be life when that beat dropped we're looking at each other like what the fuck yeah like this is this is this is this is this is this is is amazing you know what i mean like heart of the city he says it wasn't even one of his hardest beats but i find that incredibly hard to believe because it was so masterful you know what i mean but like that's what we get and that's what makes connie amazing to me that makes connie more amazing than the rap makes him amazing in my opinion so from that perspective, that's why I won't give it to him. But if we're talking as a complete co- composition because of what he's been able to do, I can say that. Now, the last two albums, like I said, I'm still going to play the percentages. And two out of nine is still, you know, it's 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 not it, it, it's, it's not bad. But compared to Jay's two, three out of 14, I think that it's, it's better from that perspective. And because of the fact that Jay had to just rap. He didn't have the ability to do what Kanye did if... A track was falling and make the beat better and design it better, change this and that. Like he was, he would just throw away the beat and get a different one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was videos yeah. of him and Timberland. They're just Timberland's drinking a four gallon fucking and, and <laughs> amping the drums up on stronger when exactly. it sound the way they. Yep. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I so that. it's like that's what changes things for Jay. And the fact that he like sometimes he didn't write at all. You know, forget writing for other people. Forget like he just didn't write. Period. Yeah. Um. So I think that that Kanye is a great. Kanye is a great example of what building a song as a team or building a project as a team is like. I, 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 I disagree because that's a composer at the end of the day. That's a man who can sit in front of an orchestra, pick the, the, the pieces that he wants Absolutely. within the orchestra. I'll agree, I'll agree with that. And then, and then do his thing from there. And that's like when we say hip-hop discography, that's why I'll give it to him. That's why I kind of even had a problem with the, the Kendrick because... If you really, let's say, rewind the clock, and we were, let's say, prison prisoners of the moment of the early '90s, you get Nas's first three albums. What is that? Not Kendrick's first three albums, and you just hope that he can keep it up. Fair. Right? Now, so- my thing with Kendrick as well is people don't understand, and I think me and you had this conversation very briefly when we were awaiting "Damn." Yeah, I think it was. We talked about the fact that Kanye's best album came out after our, what two year hiatus. Yeah. And Dan was the same thing, two years. Uh, 2015 to 2017, yeah. Yep, two years. Two year hiatus. I think that Ken- Kendrick is going to end up putting out a lot of... He's going to be forever a quality over quantity guy. Kendrick is not going to blind us and blast us with an overhaul of music. He's 15 never going to be Ross. Exactly. Anthologies, live he, albums. I think Kendrick, yeah. Kendrick will tap out at maybe, maybe 11 albums. Because right now he's been in the game for what? Eight, seven years, and he has three. Yeah, since 2014 was Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City came out 2013. 2013. No, 2012. Yeah, it was 2012. Because I was in Nigeria when it happened. Yeah, yeah, 2012. That's seven years. So three year, three year gap between and and it wasn't I, considered for an award until 2014. Yes. Yeah. So that's so yeah. that's what I'm saying with Kendrick. He's playing the long game. He's playing the smart game. He's not gonna oversaturate well, the game. And th- like that's the benefit of where rap has evolved or hip hop has evolved to where it is now where he gets to look at the forefathers of, you know, the nineties where it's becoming pop music and he gets to take the safest route possible. And that's also why I kinda of have a hard time because like giving him best discography because yeah, you get to look at it and you don't really have to grow like let's say a Cole. 
right? Cole, where his first album is uh, dictated by his label to where the second album he's saying how he feels like he let Nas down, you know what I mean? Like yeah. By almost selling out to a certain extent. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, I think Kendrick is probably one of the smartest ones in the game right now because he sits back and he was able to plot Mm-hmm. And, and put it out but that's also how TDE runs things though yeah that, that's top, true top, top and, dog is different bro and that's why I feel the way I feel about the Pimple Butterfly it's like oh, I'm gonna make a chess move here when the rest of y'all are just you know making records to make hits All right? and that's why you can easily get like that's why he wins, wins the Grammy over uh, to the, uh, to the 2014 Four Sale Drive mm-hmm. right for that year mm-hmm. right if you're really gonna look at it like and that was the one a, that that was the one that Cole should have had. I get, yeah, and I love that. That's my favorite one from him, and that's where you kind of see him like he's fully grown. Yeah, right. So now we're he's his last his last album where he, okay, let me experiment a little bit, and that's why I almost like with Ye and Pablo, I can't be as hard on Kanye because don't you think at this point in time it's almost too easy for him? Because then you look at the albums that he made for other people, and I don't care what anybody says. Daytona was the best album last year, and that and he crafted it as a composer. And, he was and even 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 Push and, is giving and, him credit that that's not the album that he wanted to make. It's an album that Ye made using exactly. Pusha T. And, and yes. even as a composer, look at the first time Kanye has a true R and B artist in Tiana Taylor and the heat he gives her. Facts. So and she wasn't happy with her own album. And she wasn't happy with it. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think everybody is, other than the artist that Kanye used to be able to. Because you know what? As an as an artist, as a vision, when you have a vision, when you want something done a certain way, no matter how like at the end of the day, listen. Like I remember one time, uh, like no matter what it is, it's one of those things where if you have an idea for something and somebody adjusts your idea to kind of make it better or whatever, you're still kind of like, well, it's not mine. Yeah, right, yeah. you know what I mean. Exactly. So now, when it comes to Daytona, I do have to disagree with you only because I love Push. Push is my guy. Length matters. Seven songs is absolutely not enough. Because of that, it's easier to make a quality album because you don't have fillers, etc. It was great because it was all quality. I do, however, before he passed away, I did feel like Victory Lap was the best album of the year. I also felt as though J Rock's album was heavily slept on. No, J Rock, great album. Redemption great was. Album. Was Redemption the same year? Oh, that was last year. Yeah, all, all, all twenty eighteen. Yeah, all twenty eighteen. Yeah. All, all great albums. Those Funny th- enough, I saw a guy driving down. It was like maybe three o'clock in the afternoon today with a Vince Carter jersey hanging out the driver's side door, and he was playing Win. Oh yeah, that's it. Just driving <laughs> on Queen Street. That was the funniest thing I seen today. I was like, that's just not gonna give up. You know J Rock's I mean? just playing out of the car. <laughs> but yo, I think I think that Nipsey was did have the best and. I've been a Nipsey fan since. Uh, I have not, so I. I, I, I so if if that's the case, then it's a little different. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan since Bulletin got no names. The mar- the marathon was what really changed. You've me, been talking so. about Nipsey also for a long. Like you were the first person I thought of when I heard that he passed away. I was like Robinson. Is yeah, yeah. Synonymous you know with Nipsey is? for me. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was shattered only because that same J background, that J influence, that hustler mentality, that giving back to the community, that teaching like he was a real like he's he was a real gangbanger this isn't this wasn't no game this wasn't no oh i did like it wasn't this 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 guy was really in the street this guy was really he has a real track record but at the same time he was able to take all that and make amazing music like when i listen have you listened to the marathon yeah, yeah, yeah. the marathon the first the first yeah, marathon yeah, exactly. yeah went back and when i listened so 2012 was a crazy year for me in terms of music because 2012 my rotation was probably still Good Kid, Mad City. I was listening to 
TMZ or TMC, sorry, TMC, the marathon. I was listening to Mac and Cheese 3 by, by French Montana. That was my gym mixtape. And I was also still listening to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and uh, Friday Night Lights. Okay, yeah. That This was more or less yeah, my rotation. I listened to a lot of different things. But Nipsey's music probably, I would say, had the greatest impact on me behind only Jay. Nobody's music did I listen to as much as I listened to Jay like I did Nipsey. Um, I felt his album was spectacular. I think that when you look at the maturation of where he started with his mixtapes to where he came with his album, it really showed the growth. The growth yeah. um, at the same time, if we're obviously like, you know, he only had one, so he wouldn't obviously be in this conversation. But when it comes to Daytona, back to your yeah. point, it was an amazing orchestrated piece of work by Kanye. And that's why, like I said, I give Kanye that you're not a rapper to me. You you are an art maker of music. You are more than just a rapper. As a rapper, you're not the best rapper. No, you're, of course not. You're more important than a rapper for the most part because you do so much more. But if we're talking rapper to rapper, nobody does rap better than Jay-Z. But Kanye does music better than Jay-Z. Well, here's one thing that Dan kind of said on the part one of this, which he brought up. And if I was to just take it from a rap standpoint... I don't know if, if Jay is really that head and shoulders in terms of discography, because then you start, like, if we go on rap, the Raekwon Chef, like, how could you not even kind of put him in that, that mm -hmm. category? The, mm -hmm. Both built for Cuban links. And, uh, anything that Raekwon has put out, mm -hmm. I think, even his Even his bad work is... Exactly. It's so, not bad. It's not bad work, like, yeah. As a, as a hip-hop collective, that's why I'll say yay. Mm -hmm. But at the same time... If we're, if we're going to say, hey, Jay got a rap when that's why you want to give it to him, well, what about dudes like Raekwon? Like, mm -hmm. why, why, how is Jay still head and shoulders over those guys because, from a rap standpoint? Because of consistency. And the uh, the amount, and the Jay-Z has been able to do this, the 90s, the 2000s, the late 2000s. He's been able to do this over three different decades. Mm -hmm. Remain relevant over three different decades. Nobody can say the same. Of course. Drake is probably the only person who may, and that's only because he's paved pop the way star. for himself. He's a pop star. He's a pop star. And that's also been a single yeah, decade. He's yeah. solely existed in the 2010s. He doesn't exactly. have the same longevity as what Jay-Z exactly. from 90s so to Exactly. So when you look at that, that's another thing that, I mean, Raekwon was probably out maybe five, six more years, uh, five, six years before Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. But his career probably trailed off, trickled off over a decade before. He doesn't change who he is for the, for the, for the time. A absolutely. But the thing is, even later on when he was still delivering himself, mm. there wasn't enough of that for me. Like, you got to have to take a, a minimum amount of shots to be con considered for a, okay. a trophy yeah. and award. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just don't think that a lot of those guys was were able to put out a, an, a, 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 a large enough body of work to compete with those other guys and that's the only reason why I was okay. no, I'm I'll, just I'll no 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 I, for sure Jay's now, number two for me yeah. if, I, if I was really doing yeah. this like rating this discography thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, there's a name I want to bring up for this too then so not an individual rapper part of a group but has longevity has existed across longer generations than Jay-Z Black Thought now you can't give him discography ranking and I know that that's what the conversation is today but if I think about a rapper, when I think about like technically skilled rappers, like guys like Black Thought, mm -hmm. I thought Common for a long time. I think he can Talib. spit, but he's simplified. Talib, 
Uh, three stacks is definitely on there as well yeah. with a shorter body of work. Of um, three stacks is different. He, you, yeah, you can't. I, I can't put him in the same category as like He's a lot of different in guys. the sense that like yo, as a person, I, 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 there was an interview he did, um, like I think two years ago, and he was talking about like the details of how he kind of fucked up Outcast. By being oh, a fucking really? social weirdo, I need to, I need to find out. I bro. Need to... It was crazy. It was either on like Paper Magazine or okay. some. It was on. It was on some. It was like a long article, and he was okay. going into real detail, and he was talking about how like his social whatever was really what fucked up the group, and like he didn't want to go on tour, and Big Boy's ready to go on tour. Like let's get this money. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? I like music. right. So it was. It was. But to your point, it's true. Those guys are in a different world now. When I think of Black Thought. I wasn't as much of a fan in terms of consuming his music, but when I was presented with it, it was always like, okay, this guy's going to give me some real shit. He's always going to give me that. I think guys who are in groups, also it does work to their benefit. When you're in a group, the fact of the matter is you don't have to do as much work to put out the same length of song or the same length of project as somebody else, right? Mob Deep, i.e. Mob Deep. Those, you, like, you guys are used to for your whole career, for a great length of your career, Finishing a song with one and a half, maybe two verses, whereas everybody else is laying down three yeah, yeah. minimum, two, yeah. two if it's a really short song. But like you get into the habit of like your body works simply like your amount of verses for going from that perspective is not as large. It's not as big. And I think I'm always a quality over quantity guy, but you can put out quantity and it's still quality. I think that's amazing. I, I think, think the that's... Roots have done that because they've got... Yeah, as a, as a collective. Yeah. And as a collective. And I think that's the thing. When you can look at an individual, um, I think when it comes to... I, and I know this isn't the conversation, but when it comes to best groups, hip-hop groups of all time, I have a very different list than a lot of people. Mm. Um, but for me, my top three are Outkast, Mob Deep, and the Clips. Yeah, that was the Clips is in mind. For sure. I, I think that Lord Willing is... <laughs> it's a classic. One, it's a classic undoubtedly. Album. And Hell Hath No Fury... is a great album as well. Yeah. So, Womp Womp is still... That, that still gets played a lot. And that's why I can't say Outkast in the discography because I don't think they're... They really beat out the clips. For me, I have to kind of put it as a tie yeah. and call it a day. But if and you take the group element out of it, because if you're just talking about discography, whether it's a group or not, just a hip hop, like a hip hop body of work, so you can include groups and stuff like that, how much does that change the landscape of that discussion for you? If you can incorporate groups like Outkast, The Roots. For me, my favorite, one of my favorite hip hop uh, groups of all time is Little Brother. They don't have the body of work to be able mm -hmm. to, to do that, but they're. If you put them in a group discussion, I also think groups last less long. So to ask a group to be able to sustain mm -hmm. yeah. quality over the course of eleven albums, two brothers can yeah. figure it out. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> I think exactly the, the, exactly the roots have done something that, like, as a, a of, as yeah. a big collective, you'll never see something like you that won't. ever again. I think Outkast was, if we're talking duos, Outkast probably has the best discography. Um, but I think for me, the clips is my favorite between the like. You, granted, they only had Hell Hath No Fury, Lord Willing. Um, until, the until the casket drops, they only had three albums. Fair. Yeah. There's one more that I'm forgetting. Didn't they have Lord Willem Part Two or something like that, or wasn't that yeah, announced? Like the one that the... Mr. Me Too was on. Isn't that not? That's Hell Hath No Fury, no? Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, There's something that I'm missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. Because it the, the casket three. drops is the last. Yeah. one. That's yeah. the one that caused so, it the art for, and then exactly. Yeah. So based on that, I'm gonna give them two two out of three. Until the casket drops was still good. I give them a, I give that a half. So I give them two out of three at two two point five out of three. But then you look at Outcast, they they probably went like what six. Yeah. They probably solid. Went, so Stankonia, uh, Southern Playlistic, Cadillac Music, uh, ATLE, and Zequemini, 
uh, speaker, speaker box, box level below. That shit was. That I shit went want, diamond, didn't it? Only, yeah, it's crazy. The only <laughs> miss that they had was a soundtrack, and if we use Jay Z's logic, technically, it doesn't oh count. gosh, exactly. So they yeah. they so are no soundtrack. The, yeah, they are the closest to me that have a spotless exactly. discography because exactly. every single one of their and albums they may not is be incredible. my favorite, yeah. but they, their discography is pretty fucking spotless. Yeah, sure. I'll give them that. No, I'll sure. give them that. But the clips, I'm bump. I was bumping that. Yeah, I was bumping. Hot damn. <laughs> It's a new day, yo. I was bumping that yesterday, and I, honestly, I was wilding. Like I was, yeah, just, no. I was in it. But that's what I'm saying. To to the earlier point, when music can make me do that in 2019, when we have so much new music still yeah, coming at us, no, sure. that's when you know that shit is different. Like, bro, YG dropped his album. By the way, it is probably my favorite since my crazy life. My crazy life was my favorite YG shit out of anything he put out. His new album was pretty good. And um, he dedicated just, it to Nipsey, I think. That's why it came out so quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I really fuck with that. But, like, you have the YG coming out. You have friggin' Ty Dolla Sign. You have all these guys. You have all these different people. You have the Migos. You have Offset yeah. who came out. You have all this music. And if I can still, I'm going back to, to the early yeah, 2000s. Yeah. That means that shit is heat rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? And For that's sure. that's what M- guys like Eminem, unfortunately, do not make me feel. No, Guys like Eminem sure. won't make me feel like that. I still, like, before I pulled up, I was listening to Can, to Can I Live. You know what I mean? But I still love to take in the new music because some of that, like, I remember the first time I really listened to friggin' um, uh, French Montana was Mac and Cheese 3. And nothing that he's ever done will ever make me feel the way that Mac and Cheese 3 makes oh, me feel. I feel that. Hey, everyone. Sorry. But uh, our conversation actually lasted quite a bit longer than we anticipated. So we uh, we decided to cut it into two parts. Fortunately, that means that we're going to have a second part of our second part discussion of the best hip-hop catalog uh, of all time. So check us out in the next month or so. We're going to have the second part of this episode uploaded at some point. Uh, and we discuss a lot more of what you've heard us discuss today. Uh, and it'll be obviously Kyle and Rob. They'll be joining me again. Um, for the second part of that discussion, if you've got any comments, if you've got any feedback, if you've got anything to add to the discussion, please let us know on social media at the Slice TO on Instagram and Twitter. And we'd be happy to talk about it a little bit further, either on Instagram or on Twitter, or maybe we'll have a little segment added to the uh, to the. We'll be back next week for another weekday special and another odd topping. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Go Raps, go.